Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. Appreciate everybody listening in today. I'm also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch from 6 to 9 every weekday morning on hitthatline.com. Also have some great content, articles, videos, everything you need for Razorback content. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Man, oh man, what a weekend it was, eh, for the Razorbacks? Going to talk a little bit about that. Actually, that's all we're going to talk about. We're going to break down that game and all the storylines that came from it. But before we get into that, you listen, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. But with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better... Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts, games, and to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Hey, speaking of things that'll last a lifetime, how about that turd sandwich that the Arkansas Razorbacks played in over the weekend against North Texas? Folks, sir, ma'am. Listen, we all thought that North Texas could be a formidable opponent for the Razorbacks. Shoot, there were even some of us that felt like Arkansas may even lose this game or struggle to eke out a victory at all. But what we did not expect was North Texas, the mean green, coming into Donald W. Reynolds' Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville and winning by a final score of 44-17. to 17. 44 to 17. Mason Fine was a factor in this game, but not near as much as you'd think. 24 of 45 for 281 yards and only had one touchdown. And I say only one touchdown because it makes you wonder where in the crap did the rest of the scoring come from if they had 44 points? Well, they had two rushing touchdowns. One of them, of course, was by Mason Fine. So if you want to add that into the mix as well, but also had some defensive touchdowns and a special teams touchdown, which we will definitely talk about here in a bit. But 44 to 17. The crowd there at Razorback Stadium was not great to start the game, but better than what I thought it would be. And they soon left when the halftime score was 34 to 10. They left quickly. And folks, I cannot remember a time where Razorback football has been this bad. And I'm not just talking about competitively on the field. I'm just talking about in general. The program is in shambles. And it has given a true reality to all of us that this is how far this once proud and historic program has fallen. You're getting housed by a Conference USA team in your home stadium. A team that you paid a million dollars to play against. You got beat 44 to 17. I mean, where do we even start here? What do we even do? I'll tell you where we start. We start with this the fact that this team and a lot of these players, not all, but a lot of these players 
do not have pride. They do not play with pride or passion. They do not know how to overcome adversity when it hits. They don't know how to win. And a lot of that can be attributed, of course, to the previous coaching staff. In fact, the majority of it, I definitely chalk up to that. But this team has no heart. I cannot believe I what I just still can't believe what I saw yesterday. I cannot believe that a team that I grew up loving, a program that I grew up with, would ever fall to this point. Where they get beat 44 to 17 on their home in their home stadium. It, I just it never even crossed my mind. Cole Kelly was absolutely atrocious and Chad Morris wanted to stick with him for Two and a half quarters, essentially. He threw four interceptions, 16 of 35. Absolutely atrocious. Your running backs didn't do much better. Chase Hayden was 5 of 21. Devall Whaley, nine carries for 12 yards. TJ Hammonds only got one carry and it went nowhere for zero yards. Leek Williams, he had 74 yards, but 68 of them came up in garbage time where Arkansas scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter, which meant nothing. But this team, I mean, I, I don't really know where to begin. And I don't really know as what the question that all of you have been asking me, at least on Twitter, is how can it get fixed? And folks, I don't know how. I don't. I don't think any of you know how. And in some ways, I don't even know if the coaching staff knows how. This cannot be fixed here this season. It just can't. But this can also not be tolerated. That type of performance cannot be tolerated under any circumstance. I know things are rough where it comes to not having talent for Chad Morris's system. I know that the previous regime puts you in a bind. I know that they have gone through some injuries and they've gone through some things that is really tough to overcome. But to put out that type of performance, to get pushed around, to get knocked out, to be looked like you are a D2 team against a Conference USA team at home is unacceptable. In all ways and in all facets, it cannot happen. Period. End of story. I'm not asking for any coaches to be fired. I'm not calling for anyone's head. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm going to do. I I will never do that unless it's just imminent, unless it's just going to happen. But something needs to happen. I don't know if it's benching all the upperclassmen to send a message. I don't know if it's starting to play a lot more young freshmen who are hungry. I don't I don't know what the solution is for this season, but folks, it's we we knew it was going to be a rough year, but it's even worse than what we thought. This is going to be the worst football season in Arkansas football history. This might be the worst team in Razorback football history and folks, this is the worst moment. This is the worst time to be a Razorback fan. You have that beautiful new stadium that is never going to be close to being filled this season. 
you have a lot of fans who have donated a lot of time and money and attention and passion and heart into this program that are starting to slip away. There is nothing to be proud of right now if you're a Razorback fan. And that sucks more than anything. Because you know. You know what the Razorbacks mean to you. And you know what they can be and what they can achieve. You've seen it. And you've seen it here in recent memory. Arkansas is not a Kansas Jayhawk football program, but it is right now. You're looking at a 1-11 season, maybe 2-10, best case scenario. That's not a nightmare scenario. That's a reality. That's an absolute reality. And to tell you the truth, if I'm a Razorback fan, it frightens me. To know that you have a situation where you're helpless. I mean, what can you do? You can't fire the coaching staff. You can't demand that coaches be changed. You can't demand the AD get fired. Everyone's new. Everyone's fresh. What can you do? You're helpless. And that's what's the most frightening thing about it. I still think Chad Morris can get it done at Arkansas. I do. Obviously, he's not doing as well as I thought he would in first three games. But whatever's going on right now, there's this is not a team that anyone can be proud of. I don't see effort. I don't see physicality. I see a very mentally soft team. And I just never thought I'd see the day. Is it Brett Bielema? And the still the aura and his culture still indoctrinated? into this program that's causing these issues? Is it still him? Is he still to be held responsible? Is it this the players themselves? Because, folks, I will ref- I refuse to believe that North Texas has a more talented team than Arkansas. Individual talent, I refuse to believe. You're talking about guys on Arkansas that across the board had a lot of SEC offers. Most North Texas guys didn't have anything close to even a Power 5 offer. I refuse to believe that. But this is just absolutely unacceptable. Cannot happen. Should not happen. And but the problem is and what sucks about it all is I don't have a I don't have a solution. The only solution that I can possibly provide to all of you listening is that you got to recruit your way out of it. But unfortunately, that takes time two, three, four years in a lot of cases. It just takes time. And you Razorback fans, you've sure been running out of a lot of that. We're going to get to one of the things that came out of the game and dealing with the players and the fans and the problems that started there. But you know, ever since I started this podcast, all of you have been asking me for advice. And usually it's what team to bet on this week. And the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Because trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online. And their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. Because I would only recommend these 
types of services to you because you've been so good to me. And that's, that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie because when you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. I stupidly had two of my best players on my fantasy team benched this week. So at least I would have put some money on them. I could have won some money. But uh, it's neither here nor there. I, I suck at this stuff. But you know what? It's a lot of fun. So join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code on college to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code on college when creating your account to claim your bonus. Because at my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on to the next part of the podcast. This is one that actually is going to be a, a hot take, I guess. One that's not going against the grain for a lot of people, and I, I hope that I can communicate my point across as, as best as I can at least. But over the weekend, too, there came a situation where you had Cole Kelly, for instance, playing very poorly I, I mentioned in the opening he had four interceptions in this game and he he just was not getting it done and it's not just him the wide receivers there was a lot of miscommunication there I thought the offense line blocked well enough for him but there were just a lot of problems at the quarterback position but every time there was a pick every time there was a bad play every time that there was whatever type of negative play going on the next drive out trotted Cole Kelly again and again and again and with the Razorback fans being there when they're down 34 to 10, when they trot Cole Kelly back out there in the second half, knowing the absolute abysmal first half that he had, there were some people booing down the field when Cole Kelly trotted out there. Now, this was taken into a major negative way, and especially by some of the players. And if I could get my audio to work, I've been having issues with it, so I apologize. I can't get the audio to be played for you on this podcast. But basically, Jared Cornelius, Santos Ramirez, and Yelda Froholt were very disappointed with the fans and said, that's, that's, that can't, that's not right. That's someone's son. That's not right to boo a player, a home team guy, the home team to boo their own player. And, you know, even Santos referred to it as, you know, when you're booing somebody and you want that, you know, you're kind of giving up on them. I mean, there was just a lot of a lot of opinion on that matter. And then the media was they gave opinions on this, too. But I'm going to kind of look at it from a different perspective. I'm going to look at it from the fan perspective and those who were booing, because first off, I don't think in fact no i don't even say I know for a fact that they those fans that were booing that situation were not booing Cole Kelly, the kid. They were not booing Cole Kelly, the individual. They were booing the coaching staff for continuing to trot out Cole Kelly after he had played so horribly because it didn't make sense. You were getting beat by North Texas at home. You were down by 24 points. Your offense had been absolutely abysmal. And instead of trying something new, instead of getting the ball to Ty Story or to Connor Noland or whoever, you kept rolling out the guy that struggled so much. And people were getting frustrated, so they booed. Because they have no other way, no other means to voice their displeasure other than booing. So they did not boo the individual Cole Kelly. They, they didn't. I, I know that people want to make it out that way and want to put Razorback fans in a negative light. 
and I'm not necessarily I don't want to condone booing. I think it's bad if you have to if you boo. I, I do, but I think it's unfair to say that they were booing Cole Kelly. That that's not it at all. They were booing the coaching staff and the decision. And to add to that, you know these players that are coming out there. It was amazing. I saw some former baseball players, Razorback baseball players. They were calling out specifically Jared Cornelius when he was getting after the fans for booing and basically calling out and says, well, why don't you have some heart? Instead of complaining at the, about the fans and being angry at the fans, why don't you go out there and give them something not to boo you for and not to be upset with you about, to have some heart? And, you know, I kind of agree with that. You have your right to your opinion, and you don't need to boo. You don't, I don't like booing. I don't want to say I like booing. But there's a lot of Razorback fans, and I'm sure a lot of you are listening to this podcast right now, that you have dedicated a lot of time and effort and money into this program. You have dedicated your own heart, your own passion, your own pride into this Razorback football program, not only this year, but for 5, 10, 20, 30, 50 years. You have put a lot, and I mean a lot, into this program. And when you see that product out there, you see a team with no heart, with no pride, no pride in putting on that Arkansas Razorback football jersey, wearing that Razorback on their helmet, where they go out there and they fight for it all, where if they, if they lose, they lose, but you know they'll go down fighting. They don't have that mentality. And you're getting curb stomped by an inferior opponent at home when people gave up their Saturdays, gave up their money, gave up their time and effort to come and watch you play because they love the Razorbacks and they love what you do and that's how you reward them. That's that's the performance you give them. They have every right to be upset and frustrated and annoyed. They're not out there playing the game. I get it. The fans aren't out there making that sacrifice. But you know what? They have a right to be upset. All of you do. Because it can't be tolerated. It's one thing to lose a game. It's another thing to lose a game and lack heart. Not have anything inside of your chest that's fueling you to be able to go out there and perform at your absolute best every single play. That's what the fans were upset about. And that's what they have a right to be upset about. So don't come at the fans where the only form of displeasure that they can voice is a boo. Don't come at the fans for being frustrated because of the past three years have been absolute trash there has not been any soul of this program evident at all and people take pride in that when there's the soul of the Razorback football program but you coming out there and giving that type of performance and that type of effort getting absolutely out physicaled out coached by a conference USA team and getting embarrassed on your on on television where your highlights are going to be played. That cannot happen. You want to get after the fans for booing? How about you go out there and don't do things that'll make the fans boo? 
How about you go out there and you do your job and you put in the effort? People are probably going to come after me and say that, how do you know they didn't put in the effort? They did. Where was the effort, folks? That's, that was not an effort-driven game. I refuse to believe that North Texas is 20, was it 24, 28, 27, whatever. I don't care. I don't do math. 27 points better than Arkansas? Really? No. I don't buy it. And this is once again why I feel like maybe some of the upperclassmen need to take a back seat. Maybe try out some new, hungry, fresh blood. Freshman, sophomore guys that want to come in there and they want to play. Because from what I've seen from some of the freshmen, like Connor Nolan who came in, he didn't play much. He had a pick, I know, but he sure added a little bit of a spark. Bumper pool and what he's been doing, he's looked fantastic. Some of these true freshman guys, I like what I see from them. Because I think that they're hungry. They're hungry for victory. They're hungry to win. They're hungry to play. They're hungry to make a play. But I will. I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with uh, the players that had a problem with the fans booing. You know, I think it's a bad situation all around. But I don't. I don't want to see anyone boo the home team. But I do think the fans have a right to voice their displeasure with this terrible play that's been going on that's my thought and opinion on it hey the wait is nearly over folks your football season is already here your fantasy team is revving up and you got all your bets going on and you're wanting to do some crazy stuff with your friends hey that's all well and good but FanDuel is here, and it's never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. They have something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. If you don't believe me, how does this sound? The season FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever, and here's how it works. You pick one team each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance and sign up now. Talk about your experience with FanDuel. I'll talk about it. Let me say, this is one of the coolest experiences I've had because I'm not a fantasy guy, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy being able to play with people and being able to win money because, hey, if you can watch football, you can play some cool games along with it and win money. That's what it's all about. To get into that free $250,000 Survivor Contest, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. New users will get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. So come play with me and win some money at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the podcast. Uh, yesterday, also in the Razorback football game against North Texas, they had this fake fair catch punt return for a touchdown by North Texas. Um, it was all over sports and everyone was laughing about how crazy it was, and it was a bad play on Arkansas's part because they didn't play through the whistle. This may come off as complaining and whining, but and that's fine because, hey, you, you got to make the plays. But I thought that was a real BS thing for North Texas to do. I, I really did. Because the point of the fair catch and the point of that play right there is for player safety. And you exploited something where the other team let up to allow that safety, to allow you not to get obliterated because you were faking like you were going to call a fair catch, then you didn't, and then you faked it out, ran it for a touchdown. Yeah, that's 
That's a bad deal. That's a bad play. Arkansas should have been ready. They should have seen it. They should have watched it. They should have been paying attention, not making excuses for them. But I still think that's a chicken you-know-what play. In fact, I would have said the next time put in a freshman gunner and just, even if he calls fair catch, just obliterate it. I don't like the exploitation of a player safety rule. That's what the point of that fair catch is. And you faked one out, and they kept up from lighting you up, which they could have, but they kept up from it, and you ran it for a touchdown. Kudos to you. Congratulations. But I don't like it. I don't like it if Arkansas did it. Because I feel like that's something that you are exploiting that's not in the very nature of the rule, or at least the point and the reasoning of the rule. So, yeah, did, did not care for that at all. But North Texas got their uh, got their praise on ESPN and on SportsCenter, and hey, checked out this play. Yeah, cool, but I didn't like it. Doesn't matter. No one cares what I think or what I say, but all I'm letting you know is I didn't like it. Appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, also on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're, we're on everything. So just check us out. Locked on Razorbacks podcast. There's a lot of different things to do. Also, get after me on Twitter at RushJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.